Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 88. That's a palindrome. Eight and eight backwards. You can flip them around. Yes. I'm your host, Joseph Yaden. Joining me is the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. How's it going? Uh, good. Still kind of sickly, but I'm getting through it. Um, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm down to talk about games today. Are, are you going to hack up along on this episode? Probably. Yes. <laughs> In the Binding of Isaac, I think you can, like, find lungs on the ground, and, like, you can... <laughs> We've got the right so guest today so... to talk you about sure that. do. <laughs> we do? Oh, my God, we need to talk about That's such a good game. Um, joining us as well, of course, is Mr. Josh Nichols. Hello, Josh. And your hair is blue, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I or is it... Dyed it again. I, I'm colorblind. It's blue or purple, one of the two. Okay, fair enough. Like, I'm, like, blue-green the... colorblind, so it might be purplish-blue. The... The camera quality, I, I don't know. It's dark. I can't tell. It looks yeah. darker, though. Yeah. I can see but blue. Cool. I can see a bit blue. You still, you, you still got your, uh, your Lego hair. Yeah. It's always perfect. Thanks. That's, that's not an insult, by the way. That's a compliment. <laughs> it just looks perfect all the time. Um, and we have a very special guest with us today. For the, in 88 episodes, I can't believe this is the first it's time we've happening. done this. But, uh, <laughs> it's for the joke. We've got... <laughs> We've got Josh over from, uh, from IndiePod. Hello, Josh. And this is going to be confusing. So we're going to do Active Josh for Active Quest Josh and Indie Josh for the guests. So hello, Indie Josh. The Joshening. Josh. The Joshening. I know. That was the, the, I think that's the reason why this whole long joke has come about. And it's been 88 episodes <laughs> before I was invited. I thought about it just today earlier. I was like, it's going to be really hard with two Joshes on the, the actual episode to know who <laughs> yeah. you're talking to. But yeah, so I think is everybody cool with that active Josh and indie Josh? I think that's a, yeah. the best idea. I think I think active Josh came up with that, with, with that, right? Wasn't that you who said that? I think it was. I, I don't remember. So active Josh is a smart boy. Was, he's a good yeah. Smart we should just call him. Bernie um, so thank you, fan sixty six or something like that. <laughs> Bernie number one fan. Bernie fan. Number one number Bernie, Bernie fan. fan. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. 
Um, Indy Josh, thank you for joining us. And how's it going? I like your shirt. It looks, it, I don't, that also this is, is yeah. blue, I guess. I don't no, know. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's normally like this, but it's just hot in my room. So I'm turning it into a sleeveless. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. Well, trying to show off you, the guns. You live in Florida? Yeah. You live in Florida. So of course it's hot, right? It's a thousand degrees. It's always hot. Yeah. No, but thank you for having me. This is something that I've been super excited for all week. I was excited last week. Uh, but <laughs> there was some miscommunication. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad to be on. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but. Ready to talk about games, and, and there's no indies for me to talk about, so it's going to be weird. No indies. But, you know, no that's indies. okay. I'll try it's to... It's going to be an all-new experience for you. I know. What are these games? I don't know what it is. I don't play anything other than <laughs> indies, but we'll try. <laughs> you're, no, you're required by law to only play indie games. That's the law. contract. Yeah, that's what my contract says. Vaughn's <laughs> got me in a crazy contract. He changed my name. It's just uh, it's a lot of a lot of weird legal shit. You had, you had to sign it as the biggest average Josh Boys. <laughs> that's that's my name. <laughs> yeah. I'm not calling you that. Sign on the dotted line. So first first of all, go check out IndiePod because they're yes. awesome. Please um, do. And and yeah, we're gonna talk about some games before we get into that. Remember, you can always find us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow. Uh, email us at activequestpodcast at gmail.com where Chris will probably send some very clever email that is <laughs> way better written than mine. I, I legit mine, mine, my, <laughs> <laughs> I legit had like a greeting was like may the force be with you at the end of the email and I felt mm-hmm. so good about it. It was like yeah. Yeah. Mine's just like please can I have the thing and I'll do my best. Let me talk about <laughs> yours your game. Is like a beautiful, yeah. yeah yours is like a beautiful work of art that it's like it's as if you spent like a hundred hours writing it, but really you just. I've had people it. ask me before, like, "Hey, how do you get review codes?" I'm like, "It's Chris. I don't. <laughs> it's not me." I was like, "It, it could is. be Joseph, but Chris sends all all these emails." Hey, out you can hire me. Uh, send me an it's email. Chris. Send me a tweet at Penlo Writes. <laughs> yeah. I'll be happy to help. I wish uh, I wish I had goodness. that talent. It's a little bit easier from the indie side because usually when you're an indie game, you want people to talk about your game more. So it's from our side. They're like, yeah, sure. Here, take codes, which is great. But anytime mm-hmm. I want to get something that's <laughs> a, you know, a, a bigger like a triple A title game, there's no way they'll ever even think to give it to me because they're like, who are you? You talk about indies? <laughs> no. Why would we ever give you anything? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, check out IndiePod. Check out our stuff on twitter and social media um rate us on itunes so we can I, on the run of show it says go to e3 but <laughs> no it's not um, <laughs> um, we have to change so that basically so yeah. people can find it so people yeah because that messes me up every time um so people can find our show i guess <laughs> the idea of of getting into e3 now is i don't so even know what that far. is yeah <laughs> yeah um so there is a lot of stuff that happened this week i feel like that's just going to be every week leading up to the actually probably till like december honestly uh it's just going to be nuts with the new consoles and new games and stuff um this there was a smash a new uh, smash character announced and dun, 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 dun. The, <laughs> the character might surprise you okay we'll have to get we'll, we'll get to that later um what else uh oh the path list is coming out it, that that's a rare instance of a game getting moved up instead of pushed back, right? Didn't it get moved I up? I wonder if they were like, shit, game. nothing's coming out. Let's just get in there. You yeah, know, really. let's, mm. let's get in there. Like, big indie, like, indies got a huge boost from it. You know, like Warframe got a huge boost from yeah. its PS4 launch. I think there was uh, something from Compulsion Games that released that day too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it's called mm-hmm. now. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, that can give you a huge boost <laughs> if you're available. 
on day one. Now's the time to do it, one. right? Yeah, because people. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. People Jason. are hungry. People are hungry for the for the new games on mm. the new console, which is different from hungry. Hungry and hungry, two different things. And people have that leftover change for like a, a smaller game, you know. So just that mm-hmm. they usually buy like a big AAA and then like smaller indie. Yeah, uh, there's some Xbox Game Pass stuff to talk about, uh, particularly some new additions. So we'll we'll jump into that as well. Do you guys remember Puddlegate? Oh my <laughs> god! Yep. Yeah. So there's a new version of that uh, with the with the Spider-Man remastered game that's coming out for PS5. Uh, they changed the way Peter Parker looks, so people are of course violently upset about that. Um, one of the bigger stories is that uh, a bunch of the uh, PS5 games uh, are available to pre-order digitally, and the one I particularly want to touch on is Demon Souls because it's me, but uh, but also because it's weird what they're doing. So we'll jump into that. And then uh, there was a story about uh, CD Projekt Red forcing its employees to front for the remainder of the time until that game comes out, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So yeah, we'll, t- we'll touch on that as well. We got our hands on Crash Bandicoot 4, so we'll be discussing that. Uh, what else? What do we got here? Oh, Genshin Impact, this game. Yeah. Chris, I'm so excited. It's well, a phenomenon. I have to get it out of my system. I have to get this game out of my system yep. and talk about it because it's it's like weird how I feel about it. Um, huh. And Indie Josh, you've been playing Hades, which we really really love mm-hmm. on the show here. And then oh, I'm actually really excited to hear you talk about Super Mario Bros. Thirty Five because it's a very interesting concept. Yeah, I um, I was really excited about actually getting to talk about this because I wouldn't be able to talk on IndiePod, but it is. I'm, oh, that's yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited to to talk about this because I know Chris was playing it too, so I definitely want to hear your opinions super on fun. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's a it, Chris likes a Mario game. Oh my Chris god! What <laughs> happened? Oh, what happened? <laughs> so we'll jump into that later. We've got a listener question. I oh, it's from it's a it's a yep. Turner and Hooch question. Okay, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> like how you we'll, just dismiss we'll, we'll, it. <laughs> we'll in, no no no. We'll indulge him. We'll no. We always we always take care of uh, Mr. Turner and Hooch. We're connoisseurs of the number one Turner and Hooch fan variety. I love it. We are. We gotta do an yeah. episode where we just watch Town and Hooch on Disney Plus. It's it's <laughs> not a bad movie. It's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Jesus. Um, we have to have Turner and Hooch on the show. I think. Yeah. We need to do. True. He can talk about what is he like? He likes uh, Punch Out. He's a big Punch Out fan. And Call of Duty. Um, he likes Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, and he's been playing No Man's Sky. I would like to talk to him about I'll... the Burger King games too, because those are some good games. Oh, he, yeah. he loves them. He loves. He's obsessed with the Burger King games. Indie so Josh, funny. you're insane. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, God, active Josh. <laughs> but, oh, get mixed up. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> into the Burger Boy yeah, games. Already... They're good. <laughs> it's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> All right. Chris, I'm going to give you 30 seconds for this Whoa. first uh story for you to vent and get it all out of your system and then i don't want any more negativity okay. about this all right uh, is that yeah all right can we agree on that yeah. all right um honestly so, so yeah go ahead go ahead just get okay. it out of your yep. system it's then. a disappointing character for me minecraft steve is joining the battle in super smash brothers uh ultimates um personally you know i'm not a big fan of minecraft and uh the last few characters for me have kind of killed my hype for the game uh, he seems like well implemented. Like there's a lot of the gameplay mechanics from the original game in Smash, and the stage looks cool. So there's that. I- I'm just not too thrilled. And uh, 
I don't know. I, I just want something exciting, you know, but unfortunately, uh, Nintendo went the popular about, route. <clears throat> how about uh, Master Chief and Smash? That'd, that'd be, be interesting. interesting. That'd be, that would, did you that'd know, be way more interesting. Did you know, uh, Microsoft claims that all it would take is an invite. They yeah. said they're on board. It's insane. That, yeah, that'd that's be great. hard to believe. That's hard to believe that it's that easy. I don't know, but, but maybe it is. But um, the director of Smash, he said that they, uh, Microsoft was like the easiest people to work with for a third party, third party character. Yeah, I uh, remember that he said thing. it was harder to, for the Dragon Quest stuff than it was yes. for Banjo. Yes, which is crazy to me. Bizarre. Yeah, how bizarre. Um, Indie Josh, are you a Smash fan? I am a Smash fan. Uh, but I. Who, who do you? Who, who do I who main? Do you main in Smash? Uh, Rob yeah. and King K. Rule. Okay. Yeah. I like how you said that with confidence. You, you were, you were very, very confident when you said that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I will. What do you think I will that, wreck you with Rob. <laughs> you probably will, because I'm horrible at Smash. I am abs- I'm like, dude, it's it's bad. Watching me play Smash, it's like, have you ever played a video game before? Ever? Like, it's bad. Um, what do you think of Steve coming to to my, uh, Smash? I'm a. I know you said only 30 seconds of negativity, but I'm right with Chris. <laughs> I kind of like, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I think it makes sense. I think there's a lot of people who are going to be excited about it. But when I look at this, I'm like, cool. Okay. On to the next one. It's not just that for me, either. it's just the character itself. It's just ugly. I just hate it's, the whole art style of the game. It's just I, something I just don't jive with. Uh, I just going to hate seeing that on the roster. Like, I, I will. Can you imagine getting your ass kicked by Steve? Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck! I just got my ass kicked by Steve. God, man. I will agree. With... I'm sorry, Indy Josh. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I will agree with the like the the artistic style of this is so off putting from everything else in Smash because yeah. it has to be like to to upres. What are they gonna right, do? Exactly to to make that not polygonal would be super weird. You'd be like, that's not Steve. That's just some random character. Like. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I will say the positive about this is I really love what Nintendo is doing for these newer characters. They're making them so much more creative. And honestly, yeah. as much as I hate Steve, and I don't really hate him, but like as much as I hate having this character and not really caring about it, I'd much rather take this over another uh, Fire Emblem character. True. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. So my condolences to you guys, but it makes sense. And... Minecraft is like the best-selling game ever. So. Right. Also, yeah. I like that the Tetris like Twitter account said that means that there's a there's a chance for us, right? Like, <laughs> oh, the the lot the lo- uh, Dumb and Dumber <laughs> meme. Honestly, I would yeah. welcome a Tetris stage. That'd be great. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, a Tetris effect or Tetris ninety nine yeah. maybe. But like, make more if sense you're gonna that. talk about the history of gaming, which Smash does, Tetris is an essential part of it. So they really need some sort of Tetris thing in there. I know there's the spirits. But a proper stage would probably yeah. be more fitting. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. That didn't get a release date, I don't think, right? Uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna get more information Maybe. over Minecon or something like that. So sure. Okay. <laughs> Joseph said All sure. Right. In a few days, <laughs> like whatever. By that the means. time you All listen right. to this, I think you'll know. I've, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's move on here. The pathless uh got pushed up. And it will be releasing on November 12th, just in time for the PS5. It's also coming to PS4. Yep. Um, this is a cool little game. This, is, uh, this was shown at the recent PS5 showcase. Um, or what? maybe it was the one before. It was shown recently. And it's got this beautiful art style. Um, looks like it's open world. So you guys can look forward to that. Uh, 
I guess technically this is an indie game, so mm -hmm. indie Josh, do you have anything <laughs> anything jumping out at you on this one? No, I mean not really. I've seen this a couple of times and I think the art style is really what is going to grab people. Like it is very artistically right. stunning. And I think there is some mm -hmm. interesting elements to it of being this archer and having the hawk that's there and having that open world experience. I don't know enough about this game to really say one way or the other. I do think it's interesting, like we were saying, that it's coming earlier. Um, just, right. just because it, it's one of those things where, where they need to do this. Uh, indie games, it's so hard to have. Like I was just doing a, an interview with a developer the other day. And they were saying the dilemma of trying to find that right sweet spot for when to release a game because it's so hard to be like, hey, we're going to push out our game. And then all of a sudden Xbox and PS5 come out of nowhere because they haven't said anything for so long. And they're, they're just like, here, here's our new console pre-ordered, you know, forget about any game other than all of our stuff. So there's there's this dilemma right. of finding that right date. And I think before right at that start where a console is coming out is probably the best time because of that lack of games there's nothing to really play other than the few titles that are that initial release i'm gonna throw a little wrench yeah. though do, do you think the ps5 is a unique beast because of the whole ps4 backwards compatibility stuff like we already have a lot of games that we could play on there that could be upgraded to ps5 yeah so I, mean, I, don't I, I don't know i don't know we'll see but I, I, think, I don't believe like, in backwards compatibility. Specific. I believe in generations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. But I, I, I anyway. do believe, um, you know, it'd be cool just to play the Pathless just because of its PS5-specific stuff. So. Mm-hmm. It's that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's... Uh, we got some rapid-fire Game Pass stuff, and then we'll get into mm -hmm. the news proper here. So, three Game Pass stories. Um, first of all, uh, EA Play is coming to... Uh, xbox game pass ultimate so that's the that includes game pass and gold yep. together and that'll be launching on november 10th just in time for the xbox series s and x is that how you guys are saying it by the way xbox series s and x or are you saying x and s we usually how, just say how, how are you guys saying that uh i usually just say series x or i don't say xbox anymore i just say series x or series s i am saying the xbox series like i don't say consoles. oreo double stuff i just say double stuff you know right. Right. Okay. I say series indie, sex. Indie Josh? You know, series just, sex. Yeah, just push oh, it like together, that. you know? It... It's both of it, <laughs> oh, right? Okay. Series six. I like that. I like that. So anyway, that's coming out there. So EA Play, by the way, is essentially the, you know, the Netflix or whatever of EA games. You get a bunch of, you know, a bunch of EA games you can play. Dead Space is on there. I checked. Yep. And Mirror's Edge. So you're all set. No, and all of Mass Effect. Games there. Yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah. So there's that. Some good stuff. Um game let's see the xbox games with gold it says here game pass games but it or no it's game, game pass, pass game? Yeah. oh it is game pass oh okay i thought this was games with gold okay my bad anyway this is a killer lineup of games so brutal legend which uh. dude dude brutal legend is so i can't believe that game exists it's so good it's so and there's a song on there by mastodon it's called oblivion and it's got this weird Thing going on with the time signature it's a mastodon song obviously so it's weird that song is fucking awesome anyway speaking of metal doom eternal which we already knew that uh, that was coming um game pass that'll be out as well forza motorsport 7 and then inker well hold on inkenfell i think people let's see inkenfell i can fell yeah it's uh, a turn-based rpg oh, from an indie okay. studio right i, right? I yeah. can't see i guess indie josh 
Yes, it is. And it's it's been described by a few people, which I think is really funny, of if you want to get a game that's vaguely based of about children who are wizards and, and witches, uh, but you don't want to give money to J.K. Rowling, <laughs> you should go with this. Okay, I can sell. Sorry. And then uh, Drake Hollow. Uh, so those will be out all by October 8th. So you guys can look forward to that. Uh, Pretty Josh, soon, you'll uh, be able to play every EA game. I mean, not every, but a lot of EA games. Every Bethesda game. And a bunch of indies. And Xbox games for $15 a month, which also includes xCloud, PC Game Pass, Games of Gold. I mean, seriously, it's an incredible deal. It's, it's insane. You know I those, think... Uh, you know those Twitch ads? Active Josh. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was just going to say, Active Josh, what is... Uh, Xbox Game Pass is it the is it the best deal in gaming? Is that what it, it is, is the best deal in gaming? It's actually funny you mentioned that because that's actually why I didn't have EA Play before. It wasn't because EA Play is a bad deal. It's only five dollars, but just compared to Game Pass, it didn't feel like a good deal. You know, it's like why would I pay five dollars for EA's games when I'm paying fifteen for two hundred plus games over here? So I'm actually happy <laughs> about that because EA's got some good stuff. They do. Uh, as much as we love to hate them, they do. Um, Indie Josh, I'm sorry, you were you were saying something. No, I, I had to let yeah, Active Josh yeah. go on his spiel. No, I was gonna <laughs> say, you know those Twitch ads where they clip out different parts and they have a bunch of streamers that talk about something and they have like some motivational pitch at the <laughs> end. I feel like you could just keep <laughs> taking out clips of Josh just talking about Game Pass to create your own little Active Quest commercial for them. You should really push <laughs> that eventually and get sponsored because I hear it every episode from you, Josh. <laughs> I don't know why we I'm don't sure have one them yet. Per- I know. I'm sure one person has signed up because of you. I mean, and that I'm not gonna that's lie. That's a fail right there, right? I might have done it because of you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, Josh, uh, I I might have also. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, and and for the trifecta here, uh, you also get free anime. It looks like uh, Game Pass Ultimate will come with two a a, a free two month. Uh, I guess it's a trial of Funimation Premium Plus. Yep. So you guys, you anime nerds can can do all that there. There's a, let's see, My Hero Academia is on there. Sword Art Online, which I didn't even know that was an anime. I thought that was just a game. Shows how much I know. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Um, Attack on Titan, which really creeps me out because they look like just muscles. (laughs) Like, just muscles. Like, no skin. Um, Hunter Cross Hunter. I I don't know. Joseph's like, I don't know what any of this is, but (laughs) I've heard of this stuff. So it's there. It's stuff. It's actually uh, Hunter. Hunter. The X. You don't say it at all. Okay. All right. All right. Joseph's like, I don't mind not knowing that. So that's fine. (laughs) 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 Mm. Mm. Okay. So that's pretty much it for the intro stuff. Is everybody all right? Everybody had a a good week? Anything interesting happen? (laughs) Josh smile. The yeah, we that the whole yeah. I'm not even. <laughs> we won't give him the, the time whole, of day, the, but no. we won't give it the don't, time. Don't of day, mention yeah, his name whole, on this podcast. It's like it's like he who must not be named, yeah. right? Is that kind of what it is? Yeah, yeah. Which now J.K. Rowling so, is she who must not be named. There you go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, quick side and, note and though, a, on the Game Pass thing, I really do hope and I do think this is going to push PlayStation Now to get better. I don't think now is bad. I just don't think it's as good as it could be, you know. And I think I think we're going to see that change a lot. And I think that's we're that's seeing good. a lot m- more games coming to it, like AAA games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think they could step it up a bit. 
but also I think Microsoft, like their next acquisition, like could it be EA? Like, no way. Oh god. Like, you no don't, you don't no think way. so? Like all that uh, oh, exclusive god. access to those EA sports games? How much money do these people have? They have so much <laughs> they're money. An, they're an they unregulated could... monopoly. They have been be for like thirty change. years. Oh They've got lots of money. Change to Microsoft. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Well, Bethesda um, was probably pocket change to them too. Yeah. <laughs> 7.5 billion dollars. All right. I don't know. I'm not a businessman, so maybe that's a lot, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. If only um, I could have a chunk of that. <laughs> just yeah, just like a, like a tenth of a percent. I just want a small okay. loan for like a million. Just, yeah. Just a small all. little like nothing. Just a, yeah. If only. So, the one thing I will say though a, is so, that at least and it's kind of weird because at, at a certain point, you know that Xbox and Microsoft are going to become the enemy. But for now, uh, just because of what they're doing, but for now, I love what they're doing in the name of pushing PlayStation to get their act together with a lot of things. For all the people who are complaining, like the, the PlayStation uh, fanboys that are just so dedicated, why would you be mad that Xbox is doing things that's pushing PlayStation to get better? Like competition is where yep. it's at it's better for you for them to succeed it's, it's a little because, bit it's because playstation are, are always better they don't have to get better <laughs> yeah the playstation uh, i also do new. like that um i like uh that we are gonna i think bethesda games are gonna be better too and i think that would I be the so. case even if playstation bought them just because they don't have to stress about monetizing and they could focus more on like mm. just making good games mm. you know so I think we'll see less bugs. I think we'll see uh, updated engines more often. Also, this wasn't really mentioned in most of the news articles I saw about them acquiring uh, Bethesda, but this is a pretty big deal too. Microsoft doesn't need to use Unreal if they don't want to. They could just use ID's engine, and ID's Engine 4, I think is what it is. It's the engine from uh, Doom and shit. Mm -hmm. It's fucking good. Like, ID understands technology, which is why I don't understand why Elder Scrolls didn't just... Like, why didn't Bethesda start using... I don't know, but that's going to be interesting to see what they do with that too so anyway with all of that being said are you all ready to talk about some news i am ready what do you what do you have there is that is that mountain dew yeah that looks like uh, you're like he's like swirling <laughs> it around yeah i'm letting he's it like air swirling it. it around yeah i don't usually like drink <laughs> pop anymore so this tastes just like the blood of uh, john belushi to me <laughs> oh jesus all right speaking of the blood of john belushi let's talk about some news Josh, you almost spit your... Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. So, this was cool. Um, the, a bunch of the launch games uh, for PS5 are available to pre-order digitally. And what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to go through the list of games. And every one of them has at least one special edition. <clears throat> Some of them have multiple, like a you know, $100 version, whatever. But the one I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on Demon's Souls. Kind of weird. All right. Here are the games. Uh, Sackboy, a big adventure digital deluxe edition, and then there's like a standard version as well. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, you can do the standard or the ultimate edition. Demon Souls digital deluxe edition, which we'll we'll get into that shortly. Um, and then there was uh, what's the one? Um, Godfall. There was yep. Godfall on there, and then the Destruction All Stars game. Uh, uh, Destruction All Stars game. All of them have digital deluxe versions for like 80 or 100 dollars, you know whatever but you can pre-order those now which is really cool um so if one of you guys managed to get your hands on one of the digital ps5s which you probably didn't because they're like super rare 
uh, you'll be all set to, to go digitally, or you can do the digital games on your standard PS5, whatever you'd like. So first of all, what do you guys make of these, of every game having a, a deluxe edition? I mean, it's like ubiquitous across the board. Uh, Indie Josh, I see you shaking your head. Give me your thoughts. I hate them. I'm so tired of digital <laughs> and like I hate deluxe em. editions. Of, this is the ultimate one. And it's like, here's a book and $30 extra. And I get it. Like some people want that, but I personally will never get into it. And um, I, I do like that a lot of these generally from what I'm seeing, don't have anything that's like pay for win kind of situations. Although there are a few of them that well, look like uh, it. No. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of what I want to talk about. But, but keep yeah, going. so okay. there, <laughs> some of these aren't right. But that's kind of where I'm at is I hate these deluxe editions that are just give us more money and we'll give you extra like in here for Marvel Spider-Man extra skill points. What? Why? Yeah. Why are you paying more money just to it's the same thing that Assassin's Creed did in their recent uh one where they were like here right. give us some more money and we'll give boost. you an xp boost and it's so annoying like can we just not do that i i am definitely <laughs> i hate it because people will obviously not want to do this but i would be much more in the mindset of can you just put the price up by like 10 or 20 dollars for games and just stop doing all this bullshit on the side so that i could just have the well, game so it's interesting <coughs> you bring that up because You'll notice if you look at the, if the at this lineup of games, the prices are all over the price, uh, all over the place. So Demon Souls is seventy bucks. Um, the Destruction All Stars seventy bucks. Miles Morales is forty bucks. If you, if you do the Ultimate Edition, that's more, uh, or fifty bucks or something. It's you know less. Sackboy I think is sixty bucks. So like, they're kind of already starting what what you said here, and then on top of that, still doing right, deluxe which is editions. not what I'm asking for. <laughs> um, Right, yeah, it's it's bizarre too because I I bought the digital deluxe version of uh, Demon Souls and it was like ninety dollars and I'm like fuck I just uh, paid ninety dollars for a digital video game shit I'm paying eighty dollars over here more... and that's for the standard edition right uh, I, yeah painful. so what would that be in Canadian actually yeah, with tax it is ninety dollars ugh that's right yeah yeah so yeah any other thoughts on the on every, literally every game having a deluxe version, uh, Active Josh, anything? I don't mind them. I don't. I don't mind these rewards existing, or you know, these extras. I think those are really cool. Like I like those things. But what I think they should do is the digital version should cost the same price as the physical edition does, or a little bit less, and include this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you can buy this stuff separately if you buy the physical version. And I say that because. They're making more money on a, on a digital version because they're cutting out the middleman. Right. So just include this cool shit for us, you know. It, it would with be it. A, a motivator. Yeah, it would be a motivator. And to, then to let people buy all that extra stuff for like five or ten bucks if they buy it used or physically or you know whatever. Right. I, I guess is how I feel. Um, I am primarily digital. Um, the only time I buy physical now is if it's like The Last of Us is collector's edition or something. Other than that, I usually do buy digital. But I understand the importance of um. You know, I know people want their physical editions to stay, so I don't want them to go away. But um, I do wish they would stop emphasizing um, digital games so much, especially since, and I'm not trying to like just praise Xbox here, but Sony's already kind of flirting with dangerous territory when it comes to preservation, in my opinion, because they don't prioritize backwards compatibility. So it's like my yeah, game can't yeah. go forward. Oh, and it's digital. It's like, it's like p- potentially like doubly not safe. Like, imagine if Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> was also digital only you know so i just i get nervous seeing them prioritize that while also not being that focused on generations coming 
you know, with right. the systems. I've had but... situations like that where, like, I've been wanting to play PlayStation Stars Battle Royale for an article, and I can't get it on PlayStation now. I can't find it anywhere, and my PS4 freeze broken, so I can't play that. You know, yeah, I'd love Vita? to play the classic Ratchet and Clank games too. My Vita broke. Oh no, yeah. your Vita broke. Oh, RIP. that's so sad. So, yeah. Oh god, that hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, we're gonna get you a Vita. We'll find a, nah. we'll find a way. We'll, 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 we'll I need to get my first it. Vita too, but those things Every are expensive as shit. Every man, now. woman, You've and child got me a needs switch. a Vita in their house. <laughs> never had a Vita. All right. You've never had a. You're you host an indie pod and you don't have a. All right. Nope. That's a. That's but an I'm episode a, for. I mean, I'm a PC enough. gamer, so that's where I play all my indies. Wow, you're a big nerd. I'm a big nerd. I build my own computers. <laughs> I like my G so graphics that, cards and that's so amazing. <laughs> and my yeah, RAM. I tried putting I tried putting in a graphic card a graphics card and it worked. I did it. But dude, I I had to take a nap afterwards. I'm like, fuck it's that stressful. Was crazy that I put that Yeah. yeah. It's I mean All right, so oh, I'm sorry, anyway. I don't know. Let's let's continue. Oh no, no, go no, ahead, no, go no, ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. We'll continue. Okay. All right. All right. I was just gonna I just wanted to touch on this demon. You guys are two guys really fighting weird. over No, you go in first to the door. Before you get to Demon Souls though, I do want to mention the Sackboy Digital Deluxe Edition is cool. It's pretty cool. Like, those, those <laughs> costumes. With, like, uh, the costumes for Sackboy is, like, Jin from Ghost of Tsushima, Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding, Connor from Detroit Become Human, uh, and Deacon St. James from Days Gone. I think those costumes are sick. They look great. Mm-hmm. And they each come with, like, an emote for, like, that references awesome. the character. So just want to shout that out. I think that's really cool. I wish it was is extra that a, money. Is that a is that a day one buy for you that game? Um, probably you not. Like you were excited for that. Yeah, I, I oh, want to no. play okay. it, but it's probably not day one for me because the PS5 is incredibly expensive already. I can only afford one yeah. game really. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll see if maybe we can get a, a couple other games for the show. Yeah. We got to find a Sony console. Um. All right. So here's the deal with this Demon Souls thing. So you get a whole bunch of extra stuff. Uh, when you get the digital deluxe edition, you get. Uh, I'm not gonna like go through all the names of them because they. You if you don't if you haven't played Demon Souls, you won't know what this means. But basically, there are items that immediately give you souls that you just like consume. So so essentially, those are like extra levels because you use them to level up. So that's weird. Um, armor, this like really powerful armor, at least powerful for for the entry level. Uh, like weapons, items. Uh upgrade material and then you get the soundtrack so i guess my my issue with this is if you've already played these games maybe that's not that bad for you to to like get a little bit of a head start or like with me i'm doing guides so like fuck yeah like i'll take all the all the upgrades i can get um but like as a person who's new to this who there probably will be a lot of because uh it's a launch game I just, if you get this, you're, like, already, like, ahead of the curb, and I don't know if that's great, because it kind of goes against what Dark Souls is. Maybe? Yeah, it I don't goes know. against the discovery of finding new weapons. <laughs> I wrote about this in the game, and, yeah, I agree with you totally. It just goes it's... against the whole idea of the game. Yeah, it's a little complicated, because maybe, like, alright, on one hand, if you're still bad at the game, this, like, won't help you that much, maybe? I don't know. But maybe it will. It's I don't know. It it's just so weird to me because I remember the first time I played Demon Souls and I didn't even know you could lock on to enemies. <laughs> so I was just getting I was just getting demolished and it 
and I, I, I feel like if somebody has all this extra stuff, they won't have that same experience I did. And maybe that's not a bad thing. I just wanted to shout out that the, the idea of Demon Souls is that it's difficult and discovery and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're giving you all these items that like kind of negate that. Weird. And there's a lot of souls um, too. Like, I think I it rounded it up to 12,800, I think. So that yeah, is which, like 10 which, levels almost, isn't it? Yeah, when you when you start out, it's a lot, that's, and that's then the lot. armor, and then the the weapon and stuff, and then this ring of longevity. It that sounds it, like a sex I'm toy. Gonna, oh yeah, it is. It, that's so. how, it's good. It's good. Yeah, baby. So, anyway. <laughs> but I but I say all that, and then I bought it. So what the fuck do I know? Um, Does it right. come with like a digital <laughs> art book and stuff like that? Because that's my favorite. Uh, no, it comes with a soundtrack. Oh, that's... so how do you listen fun. to those? Because I have some of those, and I've Googled I think it. it might be a code. And I can't, can't figure it out. And then when I ask people online, they're like, it's on Spotify. I know, but how do I listen to my soundtrack I got with my game? Like, there should be instructions. I think you, you, there's like a code, and you redeem it. Hmm, okay. I'll just have to look, I guess. I don't know. Joseph, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Where is that principal porn DLC for Demon's Souls? <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's, a, that's the other thing, too. Okay, one more thing. <laughs> I know you've oh, how are we jumping to this? this there's this. <laughs> There's this new weapon that it's a pre-order bonus, and it's this scythe. And so this is a new weapon that wasn't in the original game. And so what that <laughs> tells me is, is that if there's a new weapon, like if there's one new weapon, there might be more new yeah. weapons. Or there might, like, how, how many liberties did they take? That's a whole other can of worms. I'm, I'm down for liberties, but it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried, but also it looks really good. Indy Josh, it looks like you, you wanted to say something. Uh, how did you go from principal porn to there's new weapons in the game? That's my... <laughs> oh, uh... He I just don't... completely ignored Chris and kept going. <laughs> I was like, I don't know I what don't you're talking about. <laughs> if you haven't watched... Give a shit about if, if you've only been listening recently, it's an inside joke for all of us. No, There's I... Yeah, no, I know, earlier. but I'm just... I'm interested where that, uh, that thought transition went. <laughs> oh, because... Because he said... Oh, here's what it was. He said DLC... And I was like, oh, oh, there's not DLC, but there's that new item. There's that weird new item or the weapon. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about segues anymore. I'll just be like, That's all right, okay. here's Bond's the worst topic. of them, right. too. <laughs> <laughs> Bond's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about some, some Spoderman. You guys want to talk about uh, Puddlegate 2020? Or I guess it's, what is it, Petergate now? Petergate. I don't know. Parkergate. They just changed. That's all they. They just changed the way Peter Parker looks, and I think he looks better. He doesn't look the right age, but like from a graphical point of view, I think he looks. I think his hair, better. the hair texture, looks a lot better. It almost looked yeah. like it just kind of like looked fuzzy and kind of faded out almost. Whereas now it looks more right. like hair. I think it looks better. Yeah, he looks. I understand that people per- have a preference, but I can't imagine being this bothered by it. You know what I mean? It, it dude. It, the amount that it doesn't matter. It created so much does not matter. It very doesn't matter. And he, he's Spider-Man. He's got a mask on for most of the game. Who gives a shit? Chris? I, I, I like the new model, honestly. Um, it's fine. Yeah, he, he, he looks great on, to me. You know, it, He looks a little young, I'll it, say that. Yeah, right? but because is, I, I would say that Peter Parker is usually depicted that way. And also... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, 25-year-olds can look like that. I don't, I don't get the Tom Holland oh, comparison. Some people are saying, oh, he looks like Tom. I don't I think he looks like Tom see Holland. It. I kind of see it. But, yeah. I think he looks younger and whiter, bit. but I don't think he looks like Tom <laughs> Holland. You know what I mean? Uh, Indy but. Josh, 
what did you make of this? Because you were smiling the whole time we were talking there. I have a feeling that you're anti the new Peter Parker. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I no, 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 no. Oh, you're no, not. Okay. I'm, okay. I have the same the same uh, opinion that everyone voiced already. Is basically it looks better. What does it matter? You know, it's it's a little different, and I guess that'll kind of piss off some people. But I don't know. If you've already played it, don't play it again. I think I remember Caitlin reposting, right, posting pictures of the new guy, and he's like just fucking ripped. So they're gonna <laughs> remodel those abs as well, and it's gonna be Abgate. Abgate, can't wait. Oh, can't Abgate. wait. Oh my god. Um, Chris, I think it was you who said this. You had an interesting theory about this. Oh, that this I this might have been you. Um, that this is the model they're gonna use in Marvel's Avengers. Was it you who said that? I did not say that, but that's interesting. You didn't say that? Um, but well, the who, thing who is, like, though, it's not going to be the same person. It's not going to be the same Spider-Man. It's going to be a different Spider-Man Marvel's Avengers. So they're completely oh, different universes. Right. So I don't think oh, that's okay, going to be a right. thing. Um, but like Square Enix, like, they... they can hire that old actor and then make everyone happy and buy the Avengers because... <laughs> Check out check out our review episode, by the way. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah, we just did that yesterday. Okay, yeah, I guess that's true. I wonder who said that. I'm crazy. I must have just dreamt it. I kind of wish Insomniac would give a reason, like, a real... They like, have. A, a, like, they have? Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't hear it then. What is it? It's, it's, we covered it in the story we have in the, in the doc right now. Okay, yeah, so let's pull that up here. If I were a good host, I would have that ready. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Here's the... <laughs> Chris, you, I, maybe you can tell, maybe not. I don't know. Chris saves my ass so many no. times. I'll be like no. tra- trailing off, and he's just like, "Hey, by the way, the whole." I'm like, "Oh, fucking thank you, dude." <laughs> Fuck, all right. I don't do it that much. Right. You're an awesome host. Come on. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Brian Intahar, I guess that's how you say his name of of uh, Insomniac. He tweeted out today, and he said, "Quote." Today's news about the, Peter, the new Peter Parker face model has surprised some of you, and we at Insomniac totally understand your reaction. Heck, it even took me a while to get used to Peter's new look. But, as we discussed the franchise's future and moving to the PS5, it quickly became apparent that delivering even more believable-looking characters made finding a better facial match for actor Yuri Lowenthal, who we all love as Peter, a necessity. Um, we care as much about this character as your attachment to him, so please know that we didn't make this decision slash change lightly. Uh, as we did throughout the development of Marvel Spider-Man, we'll continue to read your comments, listen, and always be looking for ways to improve every facet of the game. End quote. That's not, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, um, answer there. I think it's pretty good. Um, Indy, Josh, any, any thoughts on this? Changing the, the model from realism. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it makes sense, right? You want this to be the best it can look. You want this to be something for the PS5 and to showcase it. I'm sure this was something where even Sony was pushing them and they wanted something that was even better. Why would you not? I do think there is an argument here of preservation sake that it is changing that. But this is such a minute detail of it and it's not really changing the gameplay in any way so right. I, I don't see it as a bad thing i think it makes sense for them to do what's best for the future of of games mm-hmm. they could have you know they could have technically just said you know whatever we'll just leave him kind of ugly for this one and then the next spider-man we can make him look better <laughs> but hey they're working on it right now this is them testing things out and just getting themselves prepared for the next spider-man so 
I think it's fine. Yeah. Also, it is. Yeah. Um, Insomniac has like a history of changing their character models because with Ratchet, he looks completely different in the PS3 games, and now we're kind of used to that look. So you know, it's. I think it's going to be fine in the long run. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, people love to be mad. Yeah, they do. I don't know. What do you think was worse, Puddlegate or or this? Yes. I don't know. I feel like Puddlegate like... was especially. I don't know about worse, but I think Puddlegate was at times more toxic because yes. people were using it for like console war bullshit instead of it just being they changed the game. It was all oh, the they couldn't handle the puddles and it was all that. <laughs> they so, couldn't yeah. handle the puddles. Yeah, they were Christ. saying the PlayStation's not powerful, and it's like no, they just didn't. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, don't be alarmed when you open up your Spider-Man remastered and it's a new Peter Parker. There's, like, bigger problems, too. Like, we don't have Medieval 2. That's a way bigger <laughs> yeah. problem than this. That's, I mean, that's a crime against humanity. And you don't hear me throwing a fit. Yeah, that is yeah, a Ape Medieval 2 game. Yeah. Ape Escape Gate. We have way bigger <laughs> controversies. Hey, actually, hey, okay, you brought up Bug Snacks, Indie Josh. Talking about Bug Snacks. What's the deal with that game? Please. What's the deal with it's that game? It's the song. Please explain it's all the it song, dude. It's just, <laughs> it's just that it's catchy as fuck. Okay. There's nothing else to it. So, we'll see when it comes out. We'll see if it's actually something good. But right now, it's just that song. It's a I banger. I think it's going to be garbage, honestly. I, I will say, I loathe, I loathe Octodad yep. with all of my being. And it's the same developer. Right. So I have, like, no reason to be excited about this. This fucking game creeps I don't think me it out. Looks, it, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it looks very good. I guess the song is catchy. At the end of the day, people, like, I think its I biggest claim to fame is going to be that Jeff Grubb said the coolest fucking Twitter username, <laughs> display name for like four months. <laughs> Talking about Grubb Snacks. I mean. Yeah. So anyway. We'll see. I'm kind of excited for it, though. But, I like the idea behind it. I don't know if it'll actually play good, though. That's kind of the issue. Yeah. It kind of like creeps me out. To, to Chris's yeah. point, too. It's, that's the Bug Snacks police. Oh yeah, they're coming. They're, they're, they're coming, coming to arrest. Me. Are you talking about bugs next? So, some, so. pe- some food with eyes on it, looking fucking creepy. Oh, God. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm not. I can't get behind that. Um, another thing I can't get behind is crunch. That's a good segue. I think that was a that was a good, good segue. That was a good segue. Um, yeah. So this is kind of a bummer, man. Um, so Jason Schreier put out a Bloomberg report, which is so weird because he used to work at Kotaku. And we're so used to these reports coming out of Kotaku, but now it came out. Now I only read, like, half his work, because then it's like, you must subscribe. And I'm like, I will not. Right. I'm sorry, Jason yeah. Schreier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Cyberpunk 27... Here, let me get the Verge. We've got a Verge article pulled up. Original source is Bloomberg. I don't have Bloomberg, so we're doing, we're doing the Verge. Uh, this is Taylor Lyles. Friend of the show, Taylor Lyles. Oh. Um... Cyberpunk 2077 dev breaks promise will force employees to work six days a week. Um, it reads, quote, Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red has told employees that six-day work week will be mandatory ahead of the game's November 19th release date, even though the studio has repeatedly and explicitly promised it would never do that, Bloomberg reports. On two separate occasions, in 2019, studio co-founder... Mm, fuck. Mar- <laughs> Marcin. Shit. All right, hold on a second. Marcin Iwinski. Yeah. Yep. Told game journalist. Now that. <laughs> told game. <laughs> uh, told game journalist Jason Schreier how it would address cr- uh, crunch. Even uh, once, even saying that quote, "We want to be more humane and treat people with respect." End quote. It seemed pretty clear from experts. Uh, sorry, excerpts 
like this, uh, that mandatory crunch was not going to be a part of it. Um, and then there's like a uh, an excerpt in, within the article. It's between Fryer and Iwinski. Uh, Jason Fryer says, uh, if I'm a designer at CD Projekt Red uh, and I say, uh, you know what, I have kids, I have a family, I'm going to work every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day and that's it, even until the very end, am I, am I going to be okay with that? Schreier says, no matter what, Iwinski, yes. Uh, Jason, <laughs> so you can commit to that. Iwinski, we've already committed to, or we've committed to that already. Yeah, wow, that's pretty bad. Um, and then the article continues, while CD Projekt Red didn't completely throw crunch, uh, crunch time out the window, the company was clear that employees would be able to say no. In one interview with Kotaku, Iwinski uh, said the studio would have a, quote, non-obligatory crunch policy, end quote, meaning that while the company could still ask employees to work overtime, it would not be, quote, mandatory, end quote. Uh, the words and quotes are Iwinski's actual words. Okay, so blah, blah, blah goes on, and let me see. Yeah, here we go. Uh, this is another excerpt from the Bloomberg report, and then we'll get into it. I'm sorry. I know this is a, there's a lot here. Um, in an email obtained by Bloomberg, CD Projekt Red studio head Adam Badowski offered a similar uh, excuse, su suggesting that his company somehow has no alternative than to force employees to work harder to address, uh, to address the remaining bugs and glitches in the game, even though a CD Projekt Red employee told Bloomberg that staff had already been working nights and weekends, quote, for more than a year, end quote. Um, and then it goes on. Yeah, kind of egregious. I mean, crunch is bad enough, but I just, I, that excerpt, that back and forth between Schreier and Awinski is just kind of like, and I remember, I think he interviewed, let's see, this was E3 maybe 2018. I think the, uh, Schreier interviewed one of these guys on his podcast for Kotaku at the time. And I, re I remember this and yeah, he was like, nope, no, uh, no crunch. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, let's, let's discuss. Um, Indy Josh, what? What do you make of all this? This is a little bit different, maybe, than how indie games are, are handled. Maybe mm. just because of such a so much bigger of a game. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Go I ahead. don't think so. Uh, it's it's in a different way because with indie games, usually there's a lot of crunch and there's a lot like this that is probably to a level that's unhealthy. But it's usually the person doing that to themselves because they're so passionate about the game and want to get it out the door. Whether that be because they just really like doing what they're doing or because they're trying to survive. But this is a different situation, right? This is a company. This is, right. this is them forcing them to actually do something when they could technically just push it back farther. And yes, you could say there would be big implications to that, but also you are keeping your employees and inhumanely treating them in a way that's just not okay. I do think it's funny though, reading the, the excerpt, because if you read it, just the way that it was pulled, it's kind of funny. He didn't lie. He said, I have, a kid, I have kids, I have family, I'm going to work for 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, and that's it, even until the very end. Am I going to be okay with that? I think in the context, he was probably talking about Monday through Friday, but he said every day. So he was never really lying. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is written or if this was like a verbal exchange. Right. Because I, like I said, I think they were on a podcast together. Yeah. Interesting. That's a really good point. The way that's written every day. You're right. Yeah. So I don't know. And uh. obviously you could look at this different ways. I think regardless, it sucks and it's shitty. 
it's hard to, and it's also hard because on the same side of this coin as a consumer, you want to punish them in a way, but then it's like, are you going to tell people to just not get, uh, not get the game? You're not going to get cyberpunk. There's no way people are going nuts about this game. And even then you're also screwing over the developers who are putting in so much of this time by not buying the game. It's such a double-edged sword and it's really tough. You don't like who knows what to do at this point? Yeah, the, the the argument of don't buy the game to punish Crunch, I really hate that argument because I feel like that's even worse. The developers put all this time into it and then now they're not, you know, they might not get their bonus or whatever right. if they don't sell X amount of copies. Yeah, it's a tough thing. Um, Chris, uh, looked like you were ready to, you're ready to fire away. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just, uh, man, this, it, it sucks for the employees. Just because they were told one thing and then they're doing the other now, you know? And also, yeah. there's not much competition in Poland. There really isn't. There isn't many, many game developers out there that they could go to. So they're kind of screwed, you know? There's not much of an industry. That's there. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I spoke with, uh, I think it was the creative director uh, of, what's that? what was that game? A Plague Tale? Yeah. Innocence. Yeah. I spoke with him about Crunch, and it's so interesting to hear people talk, to, to hear about it from the developer side, um, because you often hear about it not from the developer side. You often hear about it from journalists who, you know, who are condemning it and all that, yep. and I'm one of those people. But it was interesting to hear the way this guy talked about it. He, he basically said that it's, like ne it's necessary and that it's something that they want to do, just like, just like you said, Indy Josh, and that he, he referred to it as like a magic that happens at the final stretch of, Oh, right um indie josh go ahead. yeah so this is one of the things i don't want to say that crunch is inherently a bad thing there is a place for crunch in moderation and in the willingness of the people who are doing it there's a difference between people at the end of a finish line saying let's all rally together and work on this to get this product that we've been spending so much of our lives together on and get to that that winning stretch whatever that looks like there's a difference between that and taking a whole year and saying just crunch 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 forever that's there's no finish line that's just you are being overworked there's a difference between the two it's, that can send people to the hospital honestly yes that ha happened with bioware right with, mm -hmm. uh, amp yeah it's yeah um yeah it, that, that that's a really good distinction i i'm with you on that um active josh we haven't we haven't heard from you. Go ahead. So I don't think it's necessary. That's my biggest complaint. And that I'm starting off with that. That's my main thing for it because a lot of people will that defend it will try to justify it or normalize it. And that's my I just don't think it's necessary. So a lot of people will say it'll make the game better or it's just part of it or, you know, shareholders or it's just how games are made and my job's shitty sometimes too. It's just it's just, those reasons aren't valid, I don't think, because it just isn't necessary at the end of the day. Um, I like what Josh said about the the indie games, but my counter my my thing for that too would be the same thing. That's only necessary because of capitalism. Like if if people could just pay their bills and work on a game, then that wouldn't be a problem either. So, I I what I, what I'm trying to say to, to tie them together is that we don't it doesn't have to be like this, and we we could change that. Um. You know, a company's kid to hire more people. I know, I know it costs money, but like, whatever, like, it's worth it because this isn't good for the human spirit. Um, and if we are going to keep it around, I think we should do what Josh was saying. Um, make it very, very voluntary. 
and throw a financial incentive in there. Because when they say like, oh, they have the choice, we've all had a job where like, hey, you don't have to do this. We're all going to do it. Are you going to do it too? Mm-hmm. You know, you end yeah. up feeling like an then asshole. Then you're that guy. Exactly. Then you're that guy who, who, so, who didn't And then you can be redundant. Late. Yeah. Yeah. And then also it's not good to just crunch for a fucking year straight. What they should do is like, you know, four regular work weeks and then, hey, we're doing two weeks of crunch and you're getting paid extra for it and it's voluntary. You know, something like that instead of just like, this is the way it is now. But you should be able to plan out a game development strategy really well with Scrum, like with a really good Scrum. That's the term they use when they're trying to create tasks for games so like they can actually have a good schedule. So they've they've delayed this twice. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, oh, I think they've. It's been. Didn't they delay it more than more than twice? Probably. Maybe? Yeah, because yeah. it was April. It was April, and then I think it was September, yeah. and then it was November. I think twice. Right, uh, three, uh, right. three times. Um, yeah. So to your point about planning, that's tough. Uh, I mean, on one hand, it's yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I, so I actually was a scrum master in a past life. So oh. yeah. So I know a lot about this, and the the, the problem with this is you so i will do kind of like you know devil's advocate on here is you're always going to have a lot of unknown that you just can't account for and that's that's just a thing that happens right is you can be smart about this but there's always going to be something that comes up where when you do scrum you're doing small iterations and you're building upon each iteration and you're doing it in that way because when you take a two-week interval or whatever your interval is you can find out is this working or do we have to reevaluate? But that's kind of where this being able to push yourself back timeline wise is there's three main areas that you should be thinking of. And it's really like your scope, your time and the amount of resources that you're working with. And it's like those three variables, you can, you can work around them, but you can never fix any of them. If you're focused on time and you're like, we have to deliver on this date, you have to either take out scope or you have to include more resources and money. And it's the fact that in this case, like if you're not doing that, if you're not abiding by that that principle, you're doing things like this. You're doing these kind of crunch things. It's either cyberpunk needs to take an approach where they and, and the good thing about the Internet and the way games are structured now is we are in a totally possible world where we don't have to have crunch because we can do iterations of games. There are people who are yeah. doing this. It's a weird place because reviews of games gets really muddy. but. I'd yeah. rather have review scores be in a weird state because they kind of suck already in general, as opposed to <laughs> yeah. having someone destroy their life because a company wants to have games come out sooner than later. But can you release a right. AAA game as an early access title or something? Like, Why not? They're going to say, oh, there's, there's more coming. Like, don't you? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm that already happens. Yeah, that happens. Oh and, yeah, with Avengers, Ubisoft like, does it every year, and it doesn't. I <laughs> they mean, just don't well, go back yeah. and finish it. It doesn't have to be early access. Change the scope. Why does a AAA game have to be this immaculate forty-hour plus thing? Yeah. Why can't it be a ten-hour thing that's just really well polished, right? And that's the thing. That's the thing with Cyberpunk. It's so. What What's the word? It, like, there's so much to it, mm-hmm. right? It's it's, it's thick. Supposed to be it's really very big. ambitious. It's thick. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, ambitious. Thank you. Um, and so to your to your point of you know the little things that you can't account for. Can you imagine in cyberpunk? I mean, that might th- this might be like the greatest example of that, of of just uh, of how big it is and how much choice much you have and how many. 
Yeah. Well, and, and so, when I when I see this kind of crunch stuff get talked about, and this sounds like a joke, but this is serious. My brain goes back to that article where it's like you can adjust the size of your dick in cyberpunk. Maybe if we didn't have that in the game, people could see their kids. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, could even see like the change of color of the pupil hat. The pu- yeah, that's not yeah, that's exactly like, what stuff like that. Like no, I, I think don't that's, need that that's required. To be in the game. I won't buy that game unless it has it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Like how much of that could they have cut to where the game would still be equally as enjoyable or maybe a little bit less enjoyable, but it, it, it's healthier. For I know we've said this before. I just think it's fair to say it really quick just because we just need to say it. This isn't, of course, exclusive to, you know, CD Projekt Red. This is fucking every publisher's doing this. You know, it's not a problem unique to them. Of course, it's an industry-wide issue, unfortunately, but... um. I just wanted to say that because someone's probably sitting there listening like, it's not just them. Yeah, it's not just them, but it's, it's really right. bad, yeah. and it doesn't need to be like this. I don't have a proper solution necessarily no. ready to go, but I know that we haven't put any energy into figuring that out overall, and we could. Yeah. You know? And there are lots of arguments. Like, I saw some people—I'm not going to name names, but some people on, on Twitter uh, you know, saying, hey, they're getting paid, so what the fuck do you care? Yeah, it's all about that. It's, and then from the other point too, it's like, yeah, obviously it's 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 unhealthy, but but what about the people who want to be there? It's just it's very complicated, it, and it's not something we can sum up on a podcast episode. But we wanted to devote some time to it because this is a very important game that's coming out, and like Josh, uh, active Josh said, this is something that happens pretty industry wide, and it's something that definitely needs to be figured out. Don't have a solution, but I would love to see it. You know, there's something in between it. The Last of Us Part Two and Crackdown Three. And if we work hard, we can find it. <laughs> uh, you know? what, what would that be? That mashup? That, that could be cool. The that, last I, crack. I'm, talk, I'm thinking about a game. The last crack, goddammit. The crack of us. The last crack. <laughs> the, crack. the last crack for us. <laughs> the crack of... That, did you say the ass crack of us? <laughs> the, la- the last no, crack said- for us. <laughs> I do like, like, uh, an I ass do like the game. ass crack for us. <laughs> it's just a game uh, where you eat friends, you know? Is that where we draw the line? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for the G. You've had too much Mountain Dew. All right. Um, That's pretty much it. That's it for the news here. Let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we will answer a listener question and then talk about some Crash Bandicoot. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back, and we're going to talk about... What are we going to talk about here? I'm looking here. Oh, we've got our listener question. We've got, <laughs> we've got a listener question, believe it or not, from number one Turner oh, and what Luke a surprise. Fan. What a surprise. They ask... Let's see. Hold on. i got to get ready for this, because there's a lot. you got to get... Oh, what even... I'm actually prepared. What is, what is going on? Do I have to read this whole thing? All right, here we go. Did you guys know that there was a short Canadian animation called Angela Anaconda no. before before the Chris is crying before the Digimon movie that is permanently in the film as an ad for the movie? Did you also know that this short caused a person's parents to divorce? Oh my god! Screenshot for reference. Love you guys. Uh, kissy face emoji. I, what? is happening here okay so it's the worst cartoon ever made that show is so annoying <laughs> that voices are horrible is, was it a real show is that why the divorce happened? yes 
and like I they had this like Digimon real. outfits on before the movie. I was I remember it as a kid vividly, and I was fucking livid. Yeah, the story's <laughs> it looks kind of the story is pretty crazy. It looks like um. Oh, oh, have you have you seen it? It's, well, what do you mean the story? The story of the of the show or the of the divorce? no the actual divorce? It's in the the image oh. like all the way at the bottom. It's super super hard to read green text, but it's a pretty crazy story. Oh, I can't. All right, I guess I'll try. I can't really see that well. All right, I think I'm going blind. I don't know what's happening. All right, here we go. Didn't <laughs> didn't know at the time that parents' relationship was rocky. I begged to go see Digimon movie. Parents agree, but I don't realize it's for them to spend some time together as well. Get to theater and excited about Digimon flick. Um, it's a simpler time, you can tell just how this is uh, written. Um, can even afford popcorn and drinks. Parents look happy. Angela Anaconda short comes on. Parents also don't speak very good English. My little boy mind can't comprehend all the fuck going on. Parents are utterly confused by this Canadian... Oh, it's a Canadian flick! Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. There, yeah, those Canadian the cartoons right are bad. They're <laughs> awful. Um, confu- uh, parents are utterly confused by this Canadian... Uh, is it, does that say fuck or flick? I can't... I think it says fuck. <laughs> I think it says fuck. Canadian fuck running around in a Digimon suit. I start crying and they pull me out of the theater. Mom and dad start blaming each other uh, for going to the wrong film. Dad throws no. away the popcorn mom wanted. Damn. Lots of arguing and I'm still crying. Get out to the parking lot and drive off in a rush. Uh, get into accident in parking lot. Dad moves them out. Dad moves out a month later. Oh my god. What a roller coaster. What a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> and uh, number one Turner and Hooch fan, did we know? No, I don't think any of us knew this. So, or I didn't at least. Nope. So thank you for all of that. Uh, absolutely Netflix should make a live action movie based off that they're really looking for yeah. stuff sometimes there's an adaptation for them it should be Angela Anaconda version of it god that, what, what a downer um, well remember you can always reach us on twitter <laughs> at activequest show <laughs> to leave your uh, your listener questions or every Wednesday we post our twitter thread where you can uh, leave your questions and comments there or via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com uh that was absolutely horrifying um number one turner and hooch fan thank you for your your question your comment there um let's wash let's wash all that down because i just feel disgusting now let's wash that down with some some video games we're playing um so i think let's see we're all oh three of us are playing crash uh indie josh you're not allowed to play crash i want to play um so i guess we'll we'll talk about crash a little bit later here um i'm actually gonna throw it to to indie josh first are you cool mm. with that do you want to talk about some some stuff you've yeah been sure a lot of pressure uh but yeah i'm good with it so the the main thing i know you guys talked about this on the last episode but i wanted to shout out hades just because i'm having a blast with it i personally yeah. am a person yep. who loves roguelites just in general, I play, it's my main genre of choice. Uh, <coughs> Binding of Isaac is hands down my favorite game of all time. Anyone who listens to IndiePod knows it because I somehow find a way to talk about it on every episode. It's just such a good game. And I think it's, it's incredible. Like, I can't believe it exists. Yes. It's so bizarre, it's, especially describing it. Describe it. Here, give me, give me the elevator pitch for, for Binding of Isaac for the listeners who don't. So the elevator pitch is basically, do you want to play as a tiny baby who attacks <laughs> giant poop 
monsters and evil demons while running away from your mother down all the way from a basement to the depths of hell because she's trying to kill you because she heard the voice of God that said to kill her only son. And by the way, you attack enemies with your tears. Tears, yes. You... Or, 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 or whatever else you have. Yes. Poop, maybe. It's horrifying. It is, Absolutely anyway, horrifying. it is a delightfully <laughs> fucked up game. But that's not why I'm here. Uh, so, so Hades, though, takes a lot of, a lot of good tropes from it. Uh, roguelites in general, they're super fun. I don't get the, the, the argument that people don't like it because it starts over. And I mean, I get it, but it's so good, though. Roguelites are so good. Anyway, but Hades does this in such a good way that there's a couple others that, that do this as well. If you play things like Dreamscaper or you play Children of Morta, there are games that do this in a way where the story will bring you across even if you're bad at the game or just not as good at the start and you have to you know gain those mechanics and 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 get there but one of the reasons why i want to talk about this because you guys i think nailed a lot of the great points to it the one thing i will say is i just finally uh beat the game for the first time and that's not a, a brag at all that's just me wanting to talk about what happens next because i think they did this in such a cool way that i haven't seen in a lot of them of when you beat a roguelite even if it has those story progression beats in there to kind of drag you along to get you to that finish line, Hades does this in a way where it pushes you to keep playing and makes the roguelite element make sense. It takes what you're doing and it then, and I won't make any spoilers because I want people to actually experience it, but it takes it and it, it gives you a story beat that makes sense that you would continue playing and trying to keep getting back up even after you've escaped from the depths of the underworld world and i i just think it's it's such a such a new thing and super giant games they're, they're doing such incredible work all of their games are a banger they're such smash hits like it's really impressive what they've been doing and this has just been so great plus like the combos that's one of the reasons why roguelites are so amazing is synergies with different abilities that you pick up and these different weapons and all these upgrades you get like this is such a cool yeah. game to build these crazy combos. I, I think one of the things that, that really intimidates a lot of people is there's a lot of learning when it comes to roguelites because a lot of being good at the game is just understanding what you need to do and what the enemies are like. But this game is so cool at the different types of boons and those upgrades that you get from the gods and the different combinations. There's a whole build where you literally can just dash at people and you will just destroy them. You don't even have to use your weapon at all. You could just dash around the room and you'll kill them. What a nutty idea. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> and and what about the the interactions with the characters? I love like going around and talking to everybody and and just like getting to know them and stuff. It's so cool. My favorite thing about that too is contextually it's so on point because I think programmatically this is such a tough thing to do. There's so many parts in it where the game literally will talk to you about what you've just done. You'll get killed by a certain enemy. The characters will talk about it. Like all of them will have something to say. That's all very point and time of what you're doing in the game that just immerses you in that world where you're, wow, they're talking to me. It's, it's incredible. I love seeing games do this because it is such a testament to how cool video games can be when people take the time to create something that's so well crafted and so designed. Yeah. And what's interesting about this is that it it was it was out on early access last mm -hmm. year, right? And people were raving about it last year, but I think it was only on PC and so 
it didn't really get a lot of buzz. Yeah. Just came out on Switch, and it, it it's sort of blown up now. And people are saying how hot everybody is in the game, <laughs> which I don't. I don't care. I, I think I think I agree. But there's a couple characters that creep me out a little Chaos? bit. But, but for the most part, the Hydra. I think I'm kind of uh, I'm turned off by the Hydra. You don't like Dusa? <laughs> or the? Oh uh, yeah, I do like. Dusa. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm into I'm into that. I like weird stuff. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've heard Josh is, <laughs> like Prince Josh Football? is looking at me. All Good right, um, <laughs> cool. So so go buy Hades. Uh, and good point too. Supermassive they make great games. They haven't made a bad game yet. Even their like least favorable game was still great. I think maybe Pyre people didn't really love as much, mm. or maybe I don't know Transistor. I don't know. But anyway, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, you've been playing Super Mario Bros. 35. Tell us about that, because that's a really interesting sort of concept. Yeah, so this is something that I was super excited to try out. So for those who don't know, Super Mario Bros. 35 is Nintendo's weird twist on trying to take what they did with Tetris 99 and creating a battle royale, but using Super Mario Bros. 1, the first game, and incorporating it where you're playing these levels like you normally would, but anytime you squish an enemy, so you stomp on a Goomba's head or you stomp on a Koopa. Those enemies will go to other players. You're playing against 34 other individuals who are all on the same maps. And it's really interesting because they also don't go all in order. You play it where the levels are kind of randomly generated to you. Like you'll go to 1-1 one, one, and then you'll randomly get spawned into like the Bowser level at the end for 1-4. So, it's, so oh, you don't shit. know really what's coming. And they do it in a way where every time you either kill enemies or you get power-ups that are strong, like the same level of your power-ups, you're, you're already a Fire Flower Mario, you get Fire Flower, you'll get extra time in the game. So you can, you can lose not by getting killed, you could just run out of time if you're not actively doing something. So there's this constant competition of, of going farther and pushing you to do stuff and, and rack up coins so you can buy these random item roulettes and go against people. And it's just, it's such an interesting concept that I really want to see them go even further with other of their games, but I've been having a blast with it. I've unfortunately only got to second place a couple of times. I'm really trying for that first, but I'll get there. Interesting. And a couple points about this game. First thing is that it's a limited, it's limited release. It's only available until March 31st of 2021 which is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why Nintendo... And the same with um, the, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection. It's the entire reason I'm not playing the new su- the Super Mario Bros. 35. I don't want to get into a game I know I'm going to like just to have it shut off. So, so I mean, yeah. so here's the thing. I will agree that the, the 3D All-Stars one seems like bullshit, and I, I think that's kind of greedy of them, but I really like this idea of doing new Super Mario... or the Super Mario's 35 because I'm envisioning what Nintendo's plan would be is that they're trying to do this. They're trying to take that approach of incorporating a mix of games that rotate and it it'll be something where this is their 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 framework of we're doing these monthly or you know two months timeline wise of here's our type of of battle royale game that cycles through. It's their beefy crunch. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crunch. And so I, if if this is where it it dies out, Mario 35 is gone and there's just nothing, then yeah, I'd be a little pissed. But I think that they'll probably do something where if not right after or shortly after, they have something that kind of keeps this going. And if that's the case, I'm all for it because I I like that that limited 
part of it just just so that they can keep that in the cycle. I know there are some people who will be like, well, I just want to play more of it. And I feel like if that's the case, people are going to bitch enough. Like, wasn't Tetris 99 limited when it first came out as well? I don't re- recall. Nope. No, it wasn't? Okay, then I'm, then I'm totally wrong. So. No, I don't think so. For some so. reason, I thought it was. Um, but I feel like if people bitch enough about it, which they probably will, because I think it's good. I, I think Mario 35 has a place. Um, as far as longevity, though, I don't know. But, you know... People what I'm hoping Mario. they do is they keep it around and they rotate Mario themes in and out. You know, like yeah. when it, it on that day it's Super Mario Brothers three themed for a few months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then oh, now it looks cool. like Super Mario World. That's what I'm hoping they do. Right. But I don't yeah. know. Um, the other thing is that this is a Nintendo Switch Online game, so uh, it's it's not free because you have to pay for Nintendo Switch Online, but it's at no additional cost. And you, you have to have Switch the online, online to play it anyway. So right, right, yeah. So interesting, yeah. The other, oh, you know what you might be thinking of, Indie Josh, is there was that jump rope game that they that was limited release, and then they actually pulled back, and now it's just available until further. Like notice. that's a good example, though. Is Nintendo does these weird things where they try to stir up hype, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get because this is a test, right? They don't know what the audience reception is going to be like for this game, and I think it's. It's also in their best interest to say, hey, this is only limited edition. So when they pull back, if this doesn't blow up, then it's not as big of a deal, right? It's kind of covering their own ass in some ways. Mm-hmm. But I think if, if you yeah. get a following that's big enough, that's constantly consistent. Like if this is something where for the first week, this is big and people are always there. But then after a while, you have a problem making like matchmaking and it's not as much actual reception to it. Then I think it does make sense for them to do this limited thing. But we don't know, mm-hmm. and I, I still think that it's kind of up in the air. I think it's a lot of fun what I'm playing right now. But at the same time, am I going to stick with this forever? I don't know I would. Maybe. Tough to say. Interesting. And that's more well, exciting than, we're trying this out. If you guys like it, we'll keep exactly. it. Exactly. Like, if, if that is what they're doing. That doesn't sound as exciting. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. So those are some, that's an eclectic group of games there, Indie Josh. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about Genshin Impact, and then we'll jump into some discussion about um, Crash. So, Chris, I think only you and I have been playing this, mm-hmm. right? Genshin Impact? Okay. So, what a weird thing. Okay, so this came out of nowhere, kind of, in terms of how well it, it's, it's been received. We knew about this for a while. Yeah, I saw a few and streams and I, of it before, and I was like, this might be mm-hmm. huge, because it looks really stunning. Um, but, right. yeah, it surprised everyone. I think it's the most successful Chinese game ever uh, uh, overseas, which is interesting. Yeah, I think I saw that too. Um, so it's a free game, yeah. and it's basically, it, how do you describe it? it, it okay, I want to try really hard to not compare it to Breath of the Wild, but it's so hard because it does so many things Breath of the Wild does, which is actually interesting because a lot of, you would have thought that more games would have copied Breath of the Wild. I actually haven't seen that very often. So this is the first, like, I don't want to say rip-off, but you can tell where they I get don't their think, inspiration uh, from. I, I think we need to really change that mindset from clone or rip-off. I, I think we need to see, talk about more, like, iteration. Like, for yeah. example, with PUBG, you know, Fortnite took that idea and made it better. And that's right. a good yeah. iteration of that genre. And we wouldn't have the Battle Royale genre today if it wasn't Fortnite, in my opinion. 
Um, so there's that. Or PUBG. Yeah. Or PUBG. And, the well, and also PUBG helped more... Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I, I was just saying that I think Genshin Impact is way more than a Breath of the Wild clone. There's, there's, right. there's so much more to it. Like the better combat, the um, engaging characters, natural story mode, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So it's an open world uh, RPG, uh, and there, you know, the the climbing mechanics that that were in Breath of the Wild, the, the sort of uh, stamina, the gliding, which I really love. Um, you know, upgrading weapons, skill trees, parties, dungeons. It's there's a lot. It's it, I think of a of, of an RPG, and there's probably yeah. it, this game probably has something. The long cutscenes uh, as well. There's there's a lot of budget to <laughs> exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, and what's what's interesting ab- about it is that I, I guess I don't know why I thought this, but it, it's I thought it was an MMO, and it, it it's kind of almost like presented like that, but it's not. It's single player, but you um, can play it co-op. And oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's not an MMO, and um, yeah, it's got this beautiful art style. It's anime-ish, so if you don't like that, you're probably going to be turned off from this. <laughs> um, and what what what's the little What's the character who's with you? The, a hater. It's like the Paimon. Yeah, me too. The, God Paimon. damn it! Oh man! I, hey, Paimon punch... wants to help you. Fuck off, uh, Paimon. It's like Paimon. It it it's like a it's like a Navi mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, even more annoying. Oh man, I want to punch her right in the head. Mm-hmm. It it's horrible. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's cool. What do you think about the combat, Chris? Because I'm actually you mentioned that you really like the combat. Yeah, I do. I am not wild about that. You're not, not wild, wild about, about it? Like, I, I do like the no. elements, the, like, being able to change the elements, yeah. like making someone, like, wet, and then using a cryo attack or a freezing attack on them just to make them freeze up. Right. That, that's, that's super cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I like the fire I like, attacks I like and how that. that changes the environment around them. It's, it, it's, it's very, it's pretty intricate with those kind of elements, but I, I, I the combat's a little basic, but it's not as basic as the Legend of Zelda. There's more stuff going, in my opinion. Yeah, I, so I do want to shout out the, the elemental system because it's actually really intricate. I, I did a guide for it. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I like know so much about it. it it's crazy. You basically, pretty, from what I gathered, pretty much any combination of elements will give you some sort of effect. Mm-hmm. And they're like unique. So I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm blanking on, on some of them right now. But yeah, like if you, oh, okay. If, if you cause an enemy to be wet and then you freeze them, that's like a, or what, that's like a whole thing yeah. that happens to them versus like if they are covered in, I don't know, the nature or whatever, if they're by a tree and then you, and then you throw fire on them, the tree will they catch burn. on fire or yeah. something like that. Yeah, they burn. Right. And so es- essentially, yeah, you, you want to experiment with different combinations of things. I guess my whole thing about like not being wild about the combat is like actually like implementing that within the, the natural flow of combat. I'm not wild about because it's really button mashy. Yeah. Like you hit circle, like your circles, your main melee or whatever, whatever weapon you have. And then, yeah, you've got your element. I, I maybe I'm just early on and I but don't have, there I are some bosses enough. that you need a bit more, that, that, that has a bit more to it than that. Like you have to shoot an arrow into, like um, uh, a robot's eye to have it turn off or something. Yeah, that would turn me off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got a shot in the eye. It's, yep. uh, it's a pretty big one. Can I ask a quick question about this? Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah, you said ahead. this was free, right? So what's the catch? Where's the where's the money? Aha! There, there, there's there's yeah. definitely a catch. 
Um, so, so, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my one of my biggest complaints about this is the the whole economy is bizarre. Like, I don't know that I just maybe just don't get it. Maybe that's what it is. There's like four different currencies, and they're it, it's like presented kind of like an MMO where you have your daily events and your whatever and yeah you so there's like microtransactions you can spend money on and there's a lot you can spend like a hundred dollars or whatever like just to get a pull of uh so so basically it has a gacha system like you see in mobile games Mm -hmm. where right you uh spend money to gamble like on like what characters and weapons you'll get right yeah um some pulls like and also like if you pull like 10 at the same time you're you're guaranteed like a four star character or mm-hmm. over um but if you just do it singularly you're less likely to get one and that's what i've been doing because uh getting a t- set of 10 is like 30 uh, 40 bucks and that's ridiculously pricey wow <clears throat> is is yeah. there a way to do this where playing the game you'll gain some type of currency slowly 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 yep. yeah okay yeah um, yeah so I, I what i think i talked about this with avengers it yeah it's just the whole like if you want me to buy, I'll buy you, I'll buy your right. shit. If I'll buy your microtransactions, but make it like, make it worth it. Yeah. Like I don't know the the, the the gotcha system and then the whole like in game economy. It's just bizarre, but it's free. So like you don't have it's... to do any of that. And if you just want to play and just have a good time, and you don't, you don't, you totally don't have to. Yeah, you give them full characters uh, to play with right throughout the campaign. So there's that, um, and also your main character can switch between different elements depending on like what statues you awaken in the world mm-hmm. so is that too yeah so i think to, to sum it up it's super anime almost mmo feeling but it's not an mmo mm. it's, it's single player or you can do co-op mm. breath of the wild like, yeah I, I love the open world mechanics too well where like you can solve puzzles on the way <laughs> around the, the the area you can chests from defeating enemies it's just yeah, it, it, it's nice. It, it it feels that dopamine. Like I always say, it feels like dopamine meter for me, and uh, yeah, yeah, it gets me. And it's free. Yeah. You can't. You I, can't that's the whole free. thing. You can talk. You, you can, Yeah, you talk shit a little bit here and there, but but it's free. So like, how bad is it? Really? What platforms so, is this on? It's on PS4 right now. PC. And it's mobile as well. iOS and, and Android. They're all crossplay oh. as well. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. Speaking of mobile, you can tell this game is a mobile game at heart or really? at least primarily be- because because the menus are dog shit yes, they on are. ps4 try trying to navigate the menu like chris you made a great point uh off uh, off the show you, you said why can't i just hit the touch screen or the the touch what is it the touch pad the map. to bring up yeah. the map you have to hold basically you hold this button and there's like a wheel of options and then you bring the stick over but if but i noticed that if you do it too hard it doesn't register what you pick. You have to like flick it yep. weird. Were you having that problem, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> Josh, your face, you look very upset. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, I wish they fixed the, the menu. But other than that, it's cool. It's beautiful. And it's free. And it's free. So check it out. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly touch on Warzone and then we'll talk about yep. Crash. Uh, jo- uh, Chris, we played Warzone the other night. It was very fun. Tried out the new sniper. Oh. And I'm blanking on the name of this thing because it's they do. I hate what they're doing with the names of the guns. They they'll just pick some random name for it, 
that isn't the actual name of the gun. I don't know if that's a licensing thing. Um, so I'm looking it up now because I'm not a prepared host. And one second, you can cut this if you like. I am Googling, and I'm a slow Googler. We could just say anything now, right? Yeah. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Oh, nope, okay, it does. It definitely does belong on a pizza. Yeah, I'm team pineapple. Yeah, do the pineapple salsa. Let's go. Hell yeah. All right. So the, the new gun, there are two new weapons. There's the SPR-208, which I think is the R700. I don't know. And dude, this thing is disgusting. Chris, we were doing this bounty, or no, somebody had a bounty on us. Mm-hmm. And we were running, and I'm like, they're coming. They're, they're here. Here they are. And you're like, where? And they were coming in a car, and I'm like, they're right here. Here they come. And, I, and they were driving by really quickly, and I just, I sniped the guy, and he fell out of the car, and the, and the vehicle just drove away. They were like, I don't want anything to do with that guy with the sniper. <laughs> and, then we, we, and then we took out the guy who was crawling on the ground. And then we were running towards the, the center of the, of the gas or whatever. And, or the, not the center of the gas, but the center of the map. And, dude, I pulled off this snipe that was so far. The, the, the range <laughs> on this weapon is, is absurd. It's all the way maxed, if you look at the stats. And I remember when I pulled off the snipe, I was like, that was disgusting. And Chris, you started laughing. Yeah, I was just laughing my I think ass. This wep- I think this weapon is going to get nerfed. But for <laughs> now, woo, I'm having a blast. Um, the new subway system they added is really cool. You can use it to fast travel around the map. I love Warzone so much. Every game I'm playing, like currently, that is not Warzone, I'm like, fuck, I want to play Warzone, man. I could totally just play Warzone right now. <laughs> so anyway. New update, uh, season six is live. You guys can check that out now. All right, let's talk about a little bandicoot named Crack. Josh, I'm going to throw, uh, active Josh, sorry. I'm going <laughs> to throw it to you first because I know you're probably, I think, the biggest Crash fan out of all of us. I'm the number one Crash Bandicoot fan. <laughs> okay. All right, take um, it away. So um, right off the bat, I think they've got a really good balance between um, modern and retro because the uh there's a setting and the uh options for a modern play style and retro play style and i've only played maybe an hour or two so so if if there are more changes i just haven't found them but so far all i've been able to ascertain is that uh retro you have live system and if you run out of lives you're going back to the you know the world screen you gotta excuse me you gotta jump back into the level and all that and then the modern thing it has a death count so it keeps track of when, how many times you die, but you don't actually lose lives. And I prefer that, and the reason I prefer that is lives are just such an archaic... They don't mean anything. They only mean something because we say they do. Um, I've been <laughs> against lives in, in games, honestly, since I got into Oddworld back, 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 back in the day, like, like on PS1. I didn't mind it being as challenging. I was okay with things being a lot more difficult if I didn't have to redo other shit just to get back to that spot. So I'm actually a huge fan of checkpoints and unlimited lives because it allows the developer to put way more difficult stuff there because I'll be more willing to try to do it because I can just, okay, I can do this. I can focus on this. Instead yeah, of having to redo parts one through five, okay, now I'm back at the part I'm stuck on. You know, and yeah. um, you see that with Rayman as well. Um, Rayman Legends and Origins. And it just, it just works better. And I think that them having the option is, is great. And I think that that's kind of how the game is. I think that's a good indicator of how the game is. It's got one right. foot in, in, in how it was in the, back in the day. 
And then they've also got, you know, a lot of modern concessions, uh, changes as well. And I, I think it works really good overall. I'm only a couple levels in, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. This has everything I liked about Crash um, with changes that I'm okay with uh, or, or even yeah. prefer. This is like yeah. Shovel Knight is to, you know, games uh-huh. in that genre. Like, it's like how you remember that those games, but it's not how those games are. And this is yeah. why I think it's a really good sequel. Do they still have car levels? Yeah. Not to my knowledge. So I, far, I but yeah, I'm only a little bit okay. in. I'm like five level six or something levels in. I haven't seen any car levels yet. I hope to God there aren't any because they're so bad. <laughs> I hate them. At, at, at least, at, at least the way they control. Maybe if they control better, true. I'd be down. And I'm sh- almost, I'm almost sure they would if they if they were in this game. I haven't seen any. Are you talking um, about like the, the motorcycle, motorcycle levels of Crash yeah. Three? Yeah, I, I fucking hate those them. levels, dude. I'm such a huge <laughs> Crash fan, but that kind of stuff. I played through the uh, the the collection the other day and i got to like one of those levels and was having trouble with it and i was like well i'm done i was like i i, I love this game but i'm just i'm not going through this right now and that made me drop it just because i was just i do not like those parts that's why two's my favorite two i think two's got some of the best platforming yes. and it doesn't have all the bullshit mm-hmm. um so in terms of the difficulty i actually really want to talk about that because that's something that uh maybe is a point of contention with this game I think the earlier games are really hard. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm just bad at video games or I've gotten worse or what, but, but, but I, I tried playing the collection as well and the insane trilogy. And I'm just like, dude, the, I, games just aren't like this. Anymore. Like the, the, I guess my biggest problem with the crash games is the, um, the, the depth and being able to judge where something is in relation to your character. Since you're going, from forward to back or backward to the front, it's sometimes hard to tell where things are. And they've tried to mitigate that with the little, there's like a little circle that appears beneath yeah. your character. Um, but, but that doesn't help you with item like, or uh, obstacles that are in the way, or at least not as well. And so that's something that I still feel like is lacking. I don't think you can um, really help that though. If the camera angle. They I know. Use. Yeah. So it's just something I don't know you have to get used to it. perhaps. Yeah, like there was this part when I and I, I kept jumping. It was either too late or too early, something because I couldn't tell where the whatever right pendulum with the the pendulum with the blade on it or whatever it was that I couldn't tell where it was in relation to my character. And so I, it got to the point where I was just like, let me try jumping this far. Nope. Okay. Let me try jumping this far. Nope. Still getting hit. Let me wait and then jump. Nope. Still getting. I had to like keep messing with it. So that's my only complaint. But in, but other than that. <laughs> I think it's awesome so far. I haven't really hit like a difficulty spike that makes me want to turn it off. And I'm kind of anticipating that. <laughs> but um, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I do think it's, it's fairly easy so far. Like it's manageable, but um, you, like people who, who are hardcore into the series, they could probably find the challenge within finding all the collectibles because it kind of like tempts you into like more challenging parts of the level. You know? so, if you're yeah. not in for that, you can just skip it. You know? So that's something I I'd like to, to mention too. If 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 anyone's like, well, why would I care about Wampa Fruit now? Besides how delicious it looks, it's like even if you're not playing with if you're playing the modern style and you're not doing lives, the Wampa Fruit still ends up filling up a bar, which contributes yeah. to how many gems you yeah. get. So 
there yeah. is still an appeal to trying. It's like it's like the Wampa Fruits coins now in Mario. You I, I know, do it, wish it, like, it just feels different. I do wish you could unlock skins without having to do everything on the level. It's something that kind of annoyed me. Like I wish I could use those gems towards like a shop or something where I could get the uh, different kind of mm. like skins instead I, of having to do everything. But, I do like the skins though. I think and because yeah, I looked great. at the menu with the skins. And there's like so many to unlock. I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. I, I put on the, the, what was it called? The 360 no scope, I think is what it's called. And it's just like a, it's just like a stereotypical gamer. He's got like a headset and his whatever, like gamer shirt. So, yeah, um, to mention in case uh, for the audience, if you haven't played yet, uh, Chris is talking about gems you earn just from doing, you know, really well in the level and stuff. The gems that have always been in the game. There's no microtransactions in terms of cost. Right. Um, there's a cute cat yes. behind Joseph, but, um, um yeah. but, uh, so yeah, uh, one thing I'm looking forward to, Tim Gettys and kind of funny mentioned that there's a retro skin and I'm, as soon as I get that, that's what I'm using. I'm, I love yeah. shit like that in games. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, yeah. So uh, in terms of the difficulty, I tweeted about this game today, I think, and, uh, Axel Basso, who we had on to talk about, uh, Mortal Shell said, uh, it gets hard, nice. and then he said "hard" in all cap. Oh. So I, I I'm gonna totally beat it this weekend. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have, I have to, I have to <laughs> plow through it too. Cause I have to plow through it too because, because um, I'm reviewing it for Game Skinny actually. So uh, I'm probably gonna have it finished by like Monday or so. Josh, you want to hold my hand while we, <laughs> you want to get through this <laughs> together and and try to plow through it this weekend? Dude, let's do I it. I'm excited. Can. I'm joining. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not going to be able to play Mortal Shell, or, um, not Mortal Shell, geez, uh, Warzone this weekend. I'm sad. Sorry, Indy um, Josh. They should put a Crash Bandicoot skin in Warzone, since it's Activision. Oh my god, they could totally do that! I should get to walk around going, wow! <laughs> they could totally do that. Um, one thing I want to touch on as well, uh, there's this new, or there are a bunch of new little, like, uh, power-ups, or, or not, maybe not power-ups, but the masks, mechanics, I yeah. guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's the one where it's a simple thing. You've seen it in games before where you can turn on and off certain platforms, which will then turn other platforms on and off. So there's a lot of like you're standing on the platform and if you turn it off, it'll disappear. You have to so jump, then, then turn off, then land instead of just turning it off. Yeah, right. it adds but an extra they, rhythm. Right. But then they like mix up like the, the TNT crate is now something you're going to hit if you if you turn it off so you have to like time it differently and stuff. It's cool. It gets really cool. I really like that. And then I love the so far at least the on rails like mm. what do you call it like the the glide grinding I guess is, is the best yeah. way I can Yeah, it's like Tarzan tree surfing kind of but on rails. Yeah. I like <laughs> that because because it sort it breaks up the the difficult sections. It's almost um, kind of like like Cuphead in a way where like in Cuphead, where you're like, "Fuck, I have to do a boss." Oh, but there's a run and gun. Let me do the run and gun. Just the run tough. and gun is easy. I like the yeah, run I and like gun. The boss I, I really like gun. the background in, in the levels. Uh, they're either busy or there's just stuff going on. It reminds me of like old Sega Genesis games with the parallax scrolling. You right. know, like with with they don't have to have that there, but like they do, and it just yeah. I don't know. It's it just adds an extra layer of like life to it yeah that's what they did um, with nitro field as well um they yeah. just add a story to each location i i love it um it feels yeah. like you're playing through a looney tunes game or something you yeah, know that's and that, great, that was their biggest inspiration analogy, yeah. and they nailed which it. yeah 
Yeah, which is perfect because that's actually something that they were shooting for when they created yeah. Crash. Like Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin wanted to kind of have that Warner Brothers kind of animation and kind of you know wild. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, I I don't know if it's going to be for everybody, but I definitely think it's a it, it's it's the one it's the game I've always wanted. You know, so I think that it's it's it is a true sequel, um, but to a fault. If if you don't like Crash, this isn't going to change your mind. If you kind of liked Crash, but just certain things were you know kind of hang ups for you, then this might change your mind. But it it is it does have one foot firmly kind of placed in in classic Crash. Also, uh, the first level there's a floaty in the water and it's Spyro, and they've got to be fucking making a new Spyro game too, right? I'm I mean, I'm gonna oh, lose my shit when absolutely. I see that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah I love it's Spyro. a little, oh, it's like a God. pool floaty. Yeah. yeah, I took a picture of it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so I think this. I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with this game. When I played the Insane Trilogy recently, it almost kind of like turned me off of Crash, it, which is weird because that's not the intention, obviously. Um, I, I just, I was, I just felt like they were too hard, but not because of me. I just, I didn't like the the depth thing, and um, so I was a little turned off of the series. But, but with I. So far, I'm really enjoying Crash 4. By the way, we got a code yes. uh, from Activision, so thank you, thank you, Activision, for that. Um, and we will continue to cover Crash 4. I think we're all pretty early. Yeah, right I think probably in a couple of weeks we'll probably do a review episode. We'll need some time yeah, to, to finish it. Josh, There's we could have you on, oh, dude. If you want to, I really want to play this game so bad. So hell yeah, I will definitely come on. For yeah. This. Okay. Yeah. yeah. C- consider this a formal invitation to talk about Crash Bandicoot. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one more thing I just want to say, there's a lot to do in these games. Like, there's a lot of reasons to come back to the levels, and as Chris mentioned, uh, all these unlockable skins and stuff, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. I th- it's $60, which I think is maybe arguable, but I, I don't know. I, I think I, it's I worth pl- it. I haven't played it. Honestly. Like, yeah, there. I think so too. I, I think it's going to have at least 10 hours of gameplay. My, like, from what I, I'm seeing, like... If the amount of skins that are available in the game match up to the amount of levels, then I think there's going to be a lot of game. Nah. There's also yeah. a multiplayer mode. I haven't checked yeah. it out yet, but there's a multiplayer mode. It sounds kind of neat. I just read the description, but it looks mm. like it might be like Sonic's multiplayer for the Genesis games, where you're kind of competing through a level or something. I don't know. That's that what sounds it looks like kind of, and that sounds yeah. fun. So yeah. So anyway, we'll continue to cover that uh, as we get further. Um, right also, disclosure: Joseph bought me the, a copy. <laughs> you don't have to tell. You don't have to tell people that. No, and then yeah. and then you, we got two review copies, and then you bought me a copy. We got we're three crashing it over here. No, I I got I got a copy from Game Skinny. Yeah, and I got oh, a copy okay. from reviewing it for it. Yeah, correct. From yes. from gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, and then I think um, Josh is gonna have to buy it, but it's gonna be I'll worth have to it. buy it myself. Yeah, no one's giving me a copy, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. My company will give me um, one indirectly. You just have to start cool, a new podcast that... called Triple A Pod. Triple A Quadruple A Pod. Maybe. Quadruple this is our A-Pod. review. This is our review code <laughs> podcast. It only exists to get review codes. Uh, I mean, God. I'll do it if uh, if they All give right. <laughs> So that's basically everything we're playing right now. Um, and that wraps us up for this long episode. I feel like when we have guests, we're always a little long, but that's Sorry. okay. Uh, Indie Josh, you're you're worth it. Oh. So sweet. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that's been episode 88. We appreciate everybody for listening. Indy, Josh, where can people find you when you're not 
on active play. When <laughs> so never. Uh, other than this one moment in time, you can find me. Uh, I mean, unless I'm invited again, I don't know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Jorsh ninety. I know it's kind of weird, but Jorsh as in J O R S H. Uh, and then you can find me streaming. I just started on twitch.tv slash the underscore Jorsh. A very fun stream. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. And then, and what about your podcast? Uh, yeah, I probably should shout that out, shouldn't I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. So both myself and Von Hyde, if you're a listener to this podcast, which I don't know why you wouldn't be and you're now just listening to this episode so it's kind of a weird statement to use anyway but if you listen to this you'd probably already know about Vaughn because of Chris and his uh his podcast for Go Beyond I'll do a little plug for you even before you do it um so me and Vaughn Hyde we have a well it's actually it's kind of blowing up into a little bit more now but uh we have a whole dedicated podcast that every week we talk about indie games the news that's happening the games we're playing we go to kickstarter or other crowd uh, crowdfunding sites and we talk about different games that are being crowdfunded uh we also do developer interviews those come out every wednesday where i sit down with random indie de uh, devs and just talk about kind of the process what their game is what their life has been like in that world uh, and we also do spoiler casts. We do a ton of content. We're just getting into video stuff now. If you want to go check us out, uh, it's super easy to find us. You can just go to Twitter and go to at IndiePod. Uh, if you want to reach out directly, you can also uh, send us an email at IndieIncursionPodcast at gmail.com. But who cares about that? Just go to the Twitter. You'll find anything you need. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely check us out if you care about indie games. We do a whole lot for them, I think. It's it's I don't. It's an awesome podcast. What if you don't care to... about indie? I hate indie games. Hate them. Even em. if you, <laughs> no, dude, I'm even kidding. if you hate indie games, Vaughn and I vamp about some weird shit. You'll have a good time. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You could just listen the first twenty minutes, and then you'd still have that, fun. I, honestly, that's literally. If you want, you can listen to the first twenty minutes, and then you listen to like the last twenty minutes, and that's taking out the indie game part and it's literally just me and <laughs> Vaughn and I just talking about dumb shit. It's Tyler Swift. Cool. That's it. That was secret. I love when you uh, get him on topic. You'll be like, yeah, we could talk about some video games next too. <laughs> and then Vaughn's like, yeah, we, we should do that. He, uh, <laughs> he just loves to uh, get derailed. Um, You'll just be like, oh, we're talking about assholes right now. Great. Right? Why don't right. we talk about indie <laughs> games? I mean, jo Joseph, you say whoa, Let's but... Let's talk about urinals. Yeah, there's, there's some weird stuff. It's, uh, Dude, trying to explain that to... I know I'm going a bit long and I apologize, but trying to explain this podcast, IndiePod, to other people outside in the real world, like people in my job know about it and my whole team that I work with, they were like, oh, what is it like? And I was like, well, I mean, you might want to listen to it. You might not. And they're like, why? And I was like, well... <laughs> we talk about some weird stuff like we have listener questions where they can ask us anything and they were like oh come on what's the worst question and i was like well the last one was a, a dare about how much money it would take you to eat like a giant turd and they were like oh i see and they <laughs> just like instantly <laughs> will never listen to that podcast but if you're into weird shit uh it's not always like that but if you're into just you know asking us anything or listening to us talk about anything there's some good stuff out there Alrighty then. Uh, and Chris, where can people find you when you're not on Active Quest? Yeah, um, you can talk. Uh, you can find me talking about pineapple pizza. Hell yeah! On uh, at uh, Panama Rights on Twitter. 
Um, I also talk about games there. Um, you can find my written work at The Gamer and Tech Raptor. I've done a bunch of Genshin Impact guides over at Tech Raptor there. And I also, ha- Josh is getting ready for it. Um, but yeah, I also have a new feature up at a place called Game Groups. Uh, we, I talked about uh, the 10 songs that will brighten your day. Oh my god, Josh, you keep distracting me. Um, okay, here you go. Are you ready, Josh? Yes. You can find uh, Go Beyond and My Hero Academia podcast every Monday on uh, any kind of podcast platform. Um, yeah, be a well, uh, friend of the show, Vaughn Hyde, and your friend too, Indie Josh. I would say so. Um, I've been putting up with him for two years, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jesus. we we talk about. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm coughing. I, this is the end of the show, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, we talk about uh, each and every episode of the show in great detail. It gets super interesting because we get super nerdy, um, and it's a rewatch show, so. Uh, there's going to be spoilers. There's going to be a lot of spoilers, but it's super interesting if you're a My Hero Academia fan. So, there's that. Josh. Uh, active Josh. Where where can people find you when you're not on the show? You can find me on Twitter at it's Jerk Jersh. You can find me rediscovering that I think it's weird that our face just all of a sudden stops and there's just mouth, lips. It's weird how <laughs> yeah, we just have weird. a hole in our face. Um, well, there's multiple holes in our face. There's, yeah, and you don't want to fill them all up. Depends. So, no. uh, you can find me on, um, you can find me at Game Rant, and then you could find me on Parallax Media, where I write about uh, film and TV and games. And then you can also uh, find me playing video games because I like them. And watching some spooky movies throughout the month of. God, I love spooky movies. Yes, I just watched the uh, Zoom call spooky spooky movie host. Have you seen that yet? Host. They I, do a I, seance I over a COVID because of oh. COVID. A Zoom call, and it's fucking. Wow. It's so good. It's so. Wow, good. they must have put that together quickly because they that's... made it during COVID. Yeah, like everybody filmed wow. their. Yeah, it was Zoom recording, and then people recording with their cell phone. Yeah. It's so you. good. Watch it. Yeah. It's good. Wow, interesting. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden, and you can find my work uh, at Digital Trends. Um, I've got a whole bunch of Call of Duty and Fortnite stuff all uh, c- coming out all the time on Digital Trends. I just did a couple Dark Souls uh, walkthroughs as well, or guides, really. Um, and then I'm reviewing Crash 4 for um, Game Skinny, so that'll be out hopefully around the time this episode goes live. And then... I don't know how this happened, but I'm reviewing Genshin Impact for official PlayStation magazine. That's insane. So that's, Whoa. that's insane. wild. Congrats. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this game just scares the shit out of me, so hopefully I overcome that fear this weekend. Chris, you're going to hold my hand through uh, Genshin Impact yep. this weekend. Yep. So, and Josh, Josh, you're going to help me through Crash. So, so together, I think I'll be able to get my reviews. Done. We're like and the then, Planeteers from Captain Planet. Right. With their yeah. like, little rings. What a fucking dumb show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can find my work at The Escapist as well. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Indie Josh, we want to thank you for finally, after 88 episodes, Yeah, we did it. We broke the curse. We, we di- broke the curse. We did it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pleasure talking to all of you. I had a lot of fun, so thank you. Yeah. Likewise, and we look forward to having you on for our Crash episode. It's official. We're doing that. I will be there. That is a thing. 
Steve Holt. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do that. So thank you, everybody, and we will catch you next week for episode 89. Bye-bye. Woo. Goodbye. Booga booga. Okay. Booga booga. Booga booga. Unamuga. <laughs>